Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Mary Rosak, and she's the Communication Director for Albany County. And Mary is going to discuss uh, COVID in Albany County. So, Mary, how are you? I am fine. How are you doing, Cynthia? I'm doing okay. So we haven't spoken in a while. Can you update us on, you know, what's going on in uh, in the county as far as COVID is concerned? Well, I mean, the good the good thing is that um, as we're talking today, the state of emergency in New York State is is now over, um, which means um, as as we have known for a while that life has started, not only has it started to return to normal, there really is a a larger sense of normalcy. Um, We also know um, very happily, um, we are very proud of the fact that uh, here in Albany County that uh, people have been rolling up their sleeves, have been going out, have been getting their their, uh, uh, coronavirus uh, shots, their vaccinations. And we know that as of yesterday, uh, that Albany County's population received uh, uh, receiving the, at least the first dose was at 64.4%. And we know also that 59.2% have been fully vaccinated. So um, there, there are lots of numbers that are out there, but if you also take a look at Albany County and you, you now factor in um, those who are adults, 18 plus, that number is 75.1% So to get the first dose. So you know, we had talked about a herd immunity uh, when this started of trying to reach 70% of folks to get vaccinated, uh, to start to develop a, a herd immunity and have it be safer uh, for all of us. Um, we're, we're getting there. Um, but we're not 100% there yet. There are still people that need to get their vaccinations. There are still people that have been on the fence. And those are, are the people that we are trying to reach each and every day. Um, with information and, and programs um, such as this that can um, better inform folks about uh, about getting the vaccine, one of the vaccines. You know, it seems like Albany County and also this, uh, New York State, because the, uh, Cuomo initiated fireworks in the plaza last, last week, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it seems like people are breathing a sigh of relief. Oh, you know, it's over and things are going to get back to normal. But there's a little sticky question as to variants, and that has me worried quite a bit. Uh, whatever mm-hmm. type of variant it can be, um, do you think that the although I know you're not a medical person, but do you think that the the um, vaccination will take care of variants in, in the United States or maybe throughout the country? Sure. But, you know, we're, we're learning there every day. There's more information that's coming out about the Delta variant of COVID. And, um, you know, we've had... We had one new positive case overnight um, that we that we reported out today. We've had a number of days without any new hospitalizations, a number of days without any new deaths, and that shows that vaccinations, the vaccines are, are doing their job and that they're safe. 
um, especially if you take a look, as you mentioned, across the country where there are um, surging in infections um, in different areas that have low vaccination rates. And mm-hmm. we, we need people. We still continue to need people to get, to get a vaccination shot because we know uh, that it will offer, even with variants, we know that we believe that it will offer, from what we've heard from, from the experts, some degree of, of protection. What degree of protection against the variants, that still remains to be seen. But having uh, gotten a vaccination, a full cycle, if it's uh, two shots that are needed with the Pfizer or Moderna, or if it's uh, the J&J, the, the one shot, we know that that's going to better protect everyone. And so that is what's important. And now with, you know, travel restrictions easing and, you know, people taking vacations, people, you know, mm-hmm. um, mingling, we know that there is going to be further spread. If you've had a vaccination, you know, your chances of uh, dying from COVID or having serious complications from COVID should you contract it um, are much much smaller, uh, and that's what's that's so, what's really important. So, do you have any statistics overall on how many cases over the past year and four months there have been in Albany County? Well, we know we know that we have had in Albany County since the beginning. We've had uh, twenty four thousand four hundred eight. Uh, cases of COVID. We know, we know that um, when we take a look at those who um, recovered, we have had 24,393 or so that that have tested positive for the virus and recovered. So um, that's a, that's a a good amount, right? We know, unfortunately, Uh to this day, we've had you know, 386 Albany County residents who've lost their lives to uh, COVID-19. And uh-huh. that's that's still, a, a, you know, very difficult when we think about that, um, that we've lost we've lost those members of, of our extended family here because of that. And, you know, we are still, we have still lost them since, the vac- you know, the vaccinations have begun in, in January. There are still obviously between January and now there have been, you know, uh, Albany County residents who have died, and we keep stressing the importance, how very important it is to get a shot. You get a shot, and you're protecting yourself, you're protecting your loved ones, um, you're protecting the community, um, and that's important. I mean, if we take a look uh, since January, you know, on January 1st, uh, we had reported uh, 226 people. Uh, that had died from COVID-19. I just said we had 386 today. It's 160 people who died uh, in the last six months from COVID, and that, in, in, and at some point during January is when we started um, being able to administer the vaccinations on a larger scale. Um, so if you if if you think about that, that's still a, a pretty big amount of people who have succumbed uh, over out of, out of the number that we have um, since the vaccination started. So, you know, a lot of times I'll hear, uh, if you've had one vaccination, are there a number of people who've had the Pfizer vaccination and only gotten one shot 
And is that one shot helpful to to people not getting COVID? Yeah, I don't have the breakdown of, of that information, but I know that um, there were instances, as, as Dr. Whalen, uh, the commissioner of the Albany County Department of Health, uh, had indicated probably maybe a month and a half to two months ago, had indicated that there were um, small numbers of people that had, had only gotten the, the, the single shot and, either, and did not have their second appointment, and they were followed up. They were very small, and it was followed up on. It was a matter, in, in most cases, of people um, forgetting their appointment or not being able to make their appointment, and they uh, were able to, to reschedule that and get that, get that second shot. I mean, I think mm-hmm. what, what, we heard, what we heard in the beginning from the experts was, uh, and I know what they did in Europe, in order to uh, to stretch and maximize the number of people that um, could be vaccinated, um, they were saying that they were going to give that first shot and uh, extend the period uh, out of getting that second shot so they'd have, have more vaccine to get more people with their first dosage. You know, we know that any that any dosage is, is going to help um, is going to help protect from COVID-19. That's that's what the experts have said and what we have learned. But to get the full benefit, mm-hmm. that complete vaccination cycle needs needs to be done, um, and we haven't had a problem with that here in Albany County. That's good. Uh, when I got my first sh- shot, I had it at the Times Union Center, and I was okay. in and out, and it was like terrific. But mm-hmm. I had the second shot at the uh, the convention center, like. Um, around the corner mm-hmm. from State Street. Yep, the Capitol and Center. And I yeah. waited. I waited forever for that shot. You know, um, it, it was yeah, interesting I, that it it wasn't in in one place but two places. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, what what had well, one could say unfortunately or fortunately, um, what had happened, and it sounds like you were in in um, included in one of those groups. You know, we were giving the vaccinations, and that was all essentially vaccinations and testing being done at our Times Union Center, and which was obviously a large space and could accommodate people and move people through very quickly. And then things started to open up, right? And so then we had um, some sporting events that were able to happen at the Times Union Center. And... um, while we uh, we were booked to do that, we then uh, moved folks over to the Albany Capital Center, and I know that um, that was a smaller venue. And you know, during that that um, that beginning when everything was was um, shifting, that there was mm-hmm. a longer a longer wait time, but that did not that did not last. So um, things were very quickly you know up to speed and and. You know, people were then moved through over the over the, the period of time that that, that happened. Um, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you experienced that delay. I'm very happy that you got your second vaccination shot. Now tell me, as far as what what does Albany County have planned for entertainment for um, this summer? Uh, I, I don't know if there's going to be fireworks for the Fourth of July or what's on, what's on the uh, horizon for entertainment so people should get back into the swing of it. 
Well, I think the state is announcing all kinds of things, and I believe they have announced that there will be um, that there will be a Fourth of July celebration um, between the, both the state and the city. Uh, they do uh-huh. a variety of things. The county the county does not do that. I know that um, in terms of the uh, Times Union Center um, reopening and, and some events that are coming. I know I'm looking very, very much forward to Michael Bublé uh, in August. Uh, Michael Bublé, whose concert was scheduled for March of 2020. Uh, and wow. right after, literally right after um, the shutdown, because um, I still have the tickets. And I said, this was my mother's birthday present from November of 2019. I got her, I got her tickets to see Michael Bublé. Uh, for that March 2020 concert, and it was, um, uh-huh. you know, just a week, uh, week or so, ten days or so um, uh, before that, that uh, everything shut down. So I'm looking forward to uh, to Michael Bublé in, in August and being able to get back into the Times Union Center in a, in, in that kind of situation. Um, we also know that uh, I know that uh, you're asking about other things that are happening. I know that um, the city uh, is hosting um, movies. Uh, that are coming up, big outdoor uh, movie series uh, that uh-huh. uh, the city is, is, uh, is doing. I know that we uh, previously had had them outside of the Times Union Center, but I know that that was moved um, prior to everything being lifted because we wanted to make sure, everyone wanted to make sure there, were, there was enough spacing, and now um, everything is actually uh, lifted now. But it's, uh, it's down at the, uh, the SUNY Plaza, and so there are lots of other things like tomorrow, you know, on the 25th, it's the great, Greatest Showman. July 2nd is Independence Day. July 9th, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. July 16th, A League of Their Own. And July 23rd is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and I mm-hmm. believe that if you, if, uh, if you go, it's called Bites, uh, Bites Camera Action. Uh, people really should sign up for the events through um, Eventbrite. Uh, so if they go to the downtown Albany bid, uh, website, uh, they can they can do that, and it's one of those things where you know you get to see a movie on a big screen out under the stars. Uh, it's a it's a great experience, but it's things like that that are that are starting to come back and that are starting to to happen. And you know it's exciting. I know that people are excited to be back, to be out, to be able to uh, to go and to do things. So it's, it's now a let's good day. Talk, let's, let's touch a little bit about the. Uh Times Union Center, because I don't think Alive at Five is going on this year, right? You don't think, I'm sorry, I missed missed that. A lot of what is going on? Uh, The city's not doing Alive at Five this year, right? I'm not aware that that they are. Um, But the Times Union Center, Times Union Center itself is, I mean, it's exciting. They've had Albany um, Empire uh, games for arena football already. Um, uh-huh. They're they're gearing up uh, gearing up later in the year for the Albany Firewolves, the lacrosse that's actually um, coming uh, to the Times Union Center. So there are you know there are some, there are things that are that are on the horizon now that are coming back and it's just it's it's exciting um, because you know people people have this pent up uh, energy and are really looking not only to get together and socialize but to um, start going back and doing. Uh, enjoying some of the entertainment that uh, right. that they have, they haven't had. I mean, going to the movies um, mm-hmm. when the movies uh, reopened. Uh, I know that you know I have been to the movies 
several times, and I know part of it is people want to see new movies, right? So to go to the movies, mm-hmm. you needed to have new movies opening up, um, and, but it, to right. really enjoy that experience. But I've seen over the last couple of weeks there have been more people uh, that have been venturing out and going even to the movies and to those social venues. So you've seen, you know, all kinds of things, even at even at, at Crossgates, you know, that have reopened with bowling alleys, and of course Dave and Buster's, which has been open for uh, for a while. Um, but that's that's important. I think Cynthia, one of the biggest things that that we have learned and that we cannot forget, even as we re-enter uh, a more normal life, is, you know, there were things that we were forced to do to to remain safe. Right? We we wore a mask. We social uh-huh. distance. We uh-huh. washed our hands frequently. We coughed or sneezed into our uh, elbow or into our arm. Right. Some of those things we need to continue practicing. I mean, because that's just good hand hygiene when you wash your hands frequently. When you are covering a cough or a sneeze with your elbow uh, or with your arm in such a way that then if you do go to extend your hand, because people are now shaking hands again, you're not spreading those germs that way. Um, I think those are the things that, that, that are really good takeaways. And I think probably, you know, I've talked to a number of people who say, you know, they, they hadn't had colds. They hadn't been sick uh, during the cold and flu season as we normally um, would see that. And I know that people were not, you know, out mingling to that great extent, but at the same point in time, the mask certainly um, helped prevent the spread of any of those germs. So some people are talking about, you know, perhaps during flu season, you know, putting the mask back on and protecting themselves. So that's that's one of the new things, I think, the, the newest takeaways that I've heard recently. I think a lot of people are afraid to take their masks off. You know, I think I, I think you're right. Um, you know, there are, there are people who have compromised immune systems. There are people who are trying to protect their loved ones. Um, I think the the simple fact that, you know, we believe in the vaccine and its efficacy, right? So when we are comfortable, then one would think we would be able to take off our mask because that mm-hmm. vaccination is going to protect us. Mm-hmm. But that would be different mm-hmm. for each and every individual for the very reasons I just said. Um, you know, we've become... I don't know if it's cautious, we've become afraid, we've become tentative, um, and, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. But at the same time, it's, it's getting, back is, is getting back to a normal is, is harder. It's harder for, for some than others. And I think that we need to remember that, and I think we need to be tolerant and respectful um, of others. Um, right. Because I think that there, there should not be mask shaming if someone is more comfortable keeping their mask on. Now, that being said, there are people that, that uh, need to have their masks on, people who are uh-huh. not vaccinated. People who are not vaccinated are not fully vaccinated. It's simply um, that's, you know, for, for right now, that, that's still, you know, what, what the norm should be. Now, I know when you're outside, it's, it's a little different, um, and the rules are, are different, right? But uh, if you're going inside somewhere, you will still see you still see stores that will say if you're unvaccinated, you, you reminder you need to wear a mask. Right. Uh, there right. are still some, still some places that are asking everyone, or still some you know places where you still have to wear a mask. You know if you're getting on public transportation, if you're going to a healthcare setting, 
um, you know, you need to keep a mask on. Um, mm-hmm. You can go your, now, to the airport. You need to keep your mask right. on during a flight. That's that's through uh, what mid September, September thirteenth, I believe. Um, so there are still places where where that exists. Uh, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago that you were going to the Times Union Center. I know the Times Union Center has a capacity of seventeen thousand. They're not going to allow seventeen thousand people into a concert, right? Well, you know, the the regulations have been lifted. The state of emergency is over. The regulations have been lifted. Um, it's it's a matter of I think that that we're everything is going to be evaluated. Everything will be evaluated as to um, mm-hmm. as to safety and and numbers. And to be honest with you, you know, Cynthia, just based on the fact that you and I are are talking about um, people's comfort zone, um, you know, there are some outdoor uh, sporting activities that that are underway, and yet people outdoors, uh, there was maybe only a 25% uh, capacity crowd um, at an outdoor sporting event uh, locally, mm-hmm. uh, I'm told yesterday. And I, so I think that that's a hesitation on the part of uh, on the part of the potential audience. So I don't think that you are going to see people flocking, you know, in those very large numbers to go back into a packed situation. I know that there, right. you know, during the, you know, the last several months, there were, there were also when you would get into an elevator, there might, there were limitations on how many people in an elevator, and now that that has been lifted, you still see, you don't see people jamming, you know, six, eight, nine people in an elevator. You still mm-hmm. see them being a little more reserved and a little more respectful of space. So, you know, I think that is something that we're all readjusting and getting used to. Um. As far as, like, employment, I'm sorry, uh, jobs are concerned, have have a lot of businesses gone, gone uh, belly up because of this, because of COVID that might never come back? Well, there certainly, there certainly are a number of businesses that, that, um, that have, are, are probably never going to reopen. Um, that's a fact. Uh, and, and we hear that. Um, more frequently than we'd like. There are businesses uh-huh. that continue to struggle because they can't, even if it's 100% capacity allowed, they can't find the manpower, the workforce, so that they can, be, you know, open, open as much as they would like. Um, you know, and that's just that is not just um, you know an Albany County issue or a New York State issue. Uh, I last week was in Massachusetts and uh, was in a restaurant uh, that uh, one of the favorites for my mother went there for lunch. And uh-huh. we went in and, you know, one of the, one of the main attractions of this restaurant is that it is, um, it is a, it's got a train and you can eat on the, on the, the, the train portion in the restaurant and yet they didn't have enough, enough staff. They had to seriously limit. They had one waitress that could work in in that uh, in that part of, of the restaurant, and so there were only maybe five out of the 25 tables in there, in that part that could be accommodated. And they said, "Yeah, wow. we just don't have enough staff." And so the other rest of the restaurant, there were three waitresses working in the rest of the restaurant um, to accommodate that. But you know, so that's it, it's not just happening here; it's happening across the board. 
know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, some some are saying it's you know, it doesn't matter what they're offering in terms of a pay scale because uh, the stipend uh, for unemployment uh, remains, and so for some for some uh, workers who are on unemployment, it is advantageous for them to remain at home because they make more money that way. Um, mm-hmm. That that will expire, but it's not going to expire for the next couple months. So, you know, we're going to probably remain in this situation. But I know Kenny Executive McCoy talks frequently about um, the the different business owners that he's spoken with, and I know that in, particularly in the uh, restaurant industry, um, there are some that are that are offering anywhere from sixteen to twenty dollars an hour uh, for bus wow. And, and they can't and they can't fill the positions. Um, you know, I've I've talked with with other members of the restaurant association who've indicated that you know they you know there are sick days and vacation and bonuses that they've added on as enticements and still can't you know um, yeah. get people to fill to fill all of their shifts. Um, so you know there are businesses that have shifted their hours. They've they've either you know taken a day off a week or are open in you know limited hours on certain days because that's the, that's all they can do. So mm-hmm. I mean you look at look at what's happened to the to the malls too. I mean the malls changed their hours, um, you know, to accommodate that. They've expanded as as things have changed, but you know there was a period of time when you know you couldn't you. When the malls reopened, that you couldn't couldn't go there just like it was before any any time, uh, pretty basically because they just couldn't staff. Uh, the stores couldn't so, staff. So, tell me if people are listening to this and want to contact your office, how could they do so? Well, they can contact um, our office uh, at five one eight four four seven seven zero four zero. If there there are certain questions or concerns they have, but you know there are all kinds of um, job opportunities out there uh, for folks who are, are listening. Um, you know we uh, list things on uh, LinkedIn uh, for Albany County. We list things on our website albanycounty.com. Certainly, mm-hmm. uh, reaching out to the employment uh, department, the Department of Labor, the employment office. Um, people all commonly mistake that for the unemployment office. It is the employment office and people collect unemployment. Um, but there are, are all kinds of, of things and ways to find out what jobs are available, uh, see what skill sets are needed, uh, and there's plenty of work out there. Plenty of work. Uh, I've got to alert people to, uh, I'm having an event on July 10th, and it's going to be a fundraiser for WCAA, I'm having a bottle and can drive, and it's going mm-hmm. to be on the corner of, of Madison and and Swan Street between the hours of 11 and 3. So anybody out there who has bottles and cans that they would like to donate to keep our station going, we would very much appreciate seeing you on July 10th. Mary, July thank 10th. you for being on Yes. Thank you for being on Focus on Albany. You've been listening to Mary Rosak, um, and I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. Have a great day. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.